Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. It's great to have you here. Um, we're going to do something a little different tonight. Um, I wrote on the intro there that <clears throat> I'm kind of I'm kind of burned out on political stuff and um, God, you know, just the economy and everything. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop talking about it. So if any of you are getting hopeful that you know, I'm going to leave it alone. It's like, no, I'm going to treat that like a booger on my finger and I'm not going to shake it off. I'm just going to keep doing it. But I'm a little tired of all of that. And so we're tonight, I've had a whole bunch of conversations with people recently um, about relationships, about life, and we're just going to have a conversation. Um, and so tonight's show is brought to you by New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, Matt McCarl. Just had an interview with him today. We were talking about inflammation. I had no clue that inflammation was the beginning of so many things, and especially as we get older and how much not taking care of that can be a problem. So I'm going to be airing that just as a, a story on my page in the next couple of days. So you can be looking for that. But that's Matt McCarl at New Leaf. I love going in there. I like having my treatments. I'm really kind of preferential to the light therapy that they do. <clears throat> I don't know why. It's just, I think because it's like me, it's 20 minutes, you're in and you're done. <laughs> and as a reporter, you know, I go in, I do my story and I get out. Um, our other sponsor tonight is Chris Dental Family Dentistry, uh, Michael Bratlin, my dentist. And the last time I was in here, I don't often, well, I guess I do, but anyway, uh, Michael like gives me the newest thing. So I had a sonic, a sonic trawl electric toothbrush. <clears throat> and when I was in there, Michael goes, no, get the Oral-B. So he gave me this, see, I'll show you that. See the little Oral-B like that? So I get, not to get over personal, <clears throat> but this is something you need to know about me. Within like three days of going to the dentist, which I did when I was back there to Dr. Bratlin, I start getting plaque buildup on the back of my teeth. I do everything. I do, I floss, I do everything I can, but I get this buildup back there. This thing is like, badass killer it, I, you can look in there right now there is i mean it is smooth as silk and it's been a week so dr bratlin knows what he's talking about my only problem is that when it turns on it comes on chinese and i don't read chinese so i don't know what it's saying but fortunately it has a little picture too to tell me what i'm doing because but and my wife looked at me she goes mine says english and it's like well no mine's chinese so i'm learning chinese i guess but this oral B, you should go ask him why it's so good. It's kind of spendy, but it's, I mean, I'll tell you what, that sucker is doing everything. And then our other, it's not really a sponsor because Tim works with me and he's my guest tonight. The Green Theory deodorant. This is the best stuff. Now, you do have to leave it on your skin a little bit, but you can put it on and it's got beeswax. Everything in it's good for you. And I use it every day. Women, follow me. You want a date? GT. It means something. <laughs> and joining me is the creator of Green Theory, is uh, Timmy. How you doing, Tim? Oh, good. good. How are you, Rick? I'm doing really well. But you guys, we're not going to just talk about deodorant and stuff. No. Because um, Tim and I we had a conversation yesterday, and we thought, you know, let's just have a conversation that people can get involved in. And you guys' questions and your your opinions and your ideas all matter. They come in here, so I'm going to read my little thing first here. So I'm watching Chris Williamson, right? You looked it up. It's Williamson, right? Yes, Williamson. Yeah. And Joe Rogan had a 
podcast this morning and they were talking about like culture today. And they said, we used to be judged on our deeds. So in other words, on what you did, you were judged. If you were successful, if you <clears throat> took care of people, you were judged on your deeds. Now we're judged on what we say or believe. So if I believe that masks are stupid, I'm judged on that. I'm not judged on the fact that I'm helping people. I'm doing things for people. I'm taking care of my community. I moved to Townsend. I'm trying to find out what they need, what from me. I'm not judged on any of that. It's all based on one thing, what I believe. And it says, then it goes on to say, the problem is you can do nothing and say you're doing everything and people will believe whatever you tell them. And, and that's a huge problem. I mean, don't you think, Tim? I mean, I think that's just an, a, because then, and then you wonder why people don't have any trust in the truth. They don't even know what the truth is anymore. No, I mean, it's everything is, is completely separated. And I think the addition that I would add to that is, is people will also believe uh, what other people tell you about other people. Oh, for sure. You know, right. I mean, it's not even it doesn't even come straight from the horse's mouth anymore. And you, you and I both get, have experience in this because facts don't seem to matter. It's just your perception. Yeah. And, right. And then and, and remember that old saying that if you tell a lie enough, it becomes a truth. Well, it doesn't yeah. really become the truth, but it becomes someone's version of the truth. Yeah, exactly. And so how is uh, that harmful, do you think, to people in, in our general culture? What is that doing to people? Well, I think I, I think largely we have basically uh, de-individual, that's not even a word, but de-individualized people, um, as that quote alluded to, to to whatever their belief is, you know, um, uh, whatever something they've said, the worst thing that they've done, and, and they become just that. It, it, we're, we're not looking at the whole picture with people at all anymore. It, it, it's it's one facet of them. And because, you know, because they might think differently than us, have a different belief than us, then then for some reason they're wrong. It's almost turned into like a larger version of xenophobia, don't you think? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and then what you can do is you it, people don't care anymore if you belittle someone like look what they did to Joe Rogan or tried to do to Joe Rogan. Right. So the guy who I think is about as fair as you can be. And he admits he's wrong and he says, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but, but they don't, they're, they're afraid of him asking questions. And so if it doesn't line up with what everybody wants to think, then it's like, okay, we're going to say Joe Rogan believes this. And, and then, then it automatically becomes true. And that, that the worst part is the media then jumps on that with a headline. Yeah. And doesn't explain it. Right, right. And uh, and so I think that the, the good question to ask is wh what's the root of all of this? Like, where does it stem from? And how 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 does that mindset, um, you know, become propagated? Like wh what started it and and how is that continuing to be a thing? I have an idea. I have a theory. Okay, tell me. I want to know your theory. This, this since started you as a theory, conversation. Yes. Tim, we can have a whole show, just Green's theory. The theories, yes. People exactly. will think we're doing like an environmental show. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, to me, I, I have been thinking about this in, in the last week. And I, uh, I saw, I don't watch TV, but I was over at a friend's house the other day. And um, 
there was a new segment um, on how the, I actually don't even know the result of this, so I'm sure somebody could weigh in. The um, city council was um, weighing whether they should ban fireworks or not completely. This, right. is Eugene. this is Eugene City Council. I've heard yeah, in Eugene. Yeah, screaming mad about it. Yes, and um, uh, I will be the first one to admit that I don't like fireworks being like you know the Fourth of July at one o'clock in the morning or New Year's or whatever. It's annoying, but do I feel like it's it's the government's job to step in? And tell me how I can celebrate a holiday, or or how I can live my life, and and I don't think that that's the case. And so, my point telling this story is, whatever happened to if my neighbor is is always blows off fireworks at one, two, three in the morning or whatever, whatever happened to walking next door and saying, hey, look, I have a I have a a three month old kid you know, that that's going to try and sleep or my dog is so panicked. He's rubbing his nose off on the carpet like this year. Could you kind of try and keep it down? That doesn't happen anymore. We've lost our entire sense of community. And and that to me comes from these this over reliance on social media. And that comes from, say, being isolated for two years and not being able to socialize. So we've lost this sense of community, who our neighbors are, and how do we participate in community because we don't talk. All we are is, a, is an avatar and an opinion that gets put out online. So all of this, all these people, rather than going and, and having a face-to-face -face conversation with their neighbor, now they're, they're complaining about it on social media. And then that becomes a movement and then now the city council needs to decide whether they should they should mandate or legislate the use of fireworks. Right. But it probably all started from a few complaints. And you know, I, I used to have a boss that I worked for and his name was Alan Beck. And if you went so, you know, news people are notorious for bitching yeah. and, and complaining. Um, so when somebody would come in his office and say, I think this so-and-so needs to stop doing this. And he goes, well, what's the solution? Well, I don't have one. He right. said, don't come back in my office until you come in here. If you have a complaint, you always have to come in with a solution. And the complaints in the newsroom dropped in half yeah. because people weren't looking for a solution. They were looking to complain. And I think it's, right. it says a lot about our culture. Yeah, we, we just want to tear each other down. Neighbor and say, you know, or confront each other. Because so, so rather than keep confront... What we're doing is backstabbing. So isn't that like the most biggest bunch of bullshit? I mean, right. you can't go to somebody and say, you know, can you not do this or but, but wait for the And why is the city council, the, the, the other side, what, what happens is then is people don't look at the big picture. So all it is, is we have noise. We have to stop this. It's an irritant for some. Right. What I'm hearing from people writing me is how many churches, nonprofits, Cub Scout groups, all these people who make their a big profit for their to keep their groups going and their churches yeah. going from the sale of fireworks. So right. what happens to them then? We're already right. in a recession. Now you're going to take away one more fundraising effort because, you know, a hundred people in Eugene complained about fireworks. Right. I mean, it's, it's it's, it's that's why no wonder people call it a nanny state. You know what I mean? Right. And and 
ultimately then where does that end up getting that money go? It goes to the communities that aren't that aren't overbearing. Well, and, and here's so those communities can prosper, which is great. Right. Junction so City will make some money. That's what Tom says. It's insanity is you yeah. can go to Junction City and Cottage Grove buy your fireworks. And there's no way they're going to stop people from celebrating freedom. And, and, and even though celebrations, I would argue in some ways, even though I may not agree with the, the method of it, that's also a community building thing. So Tom says on here, social media has done this to our society. They move their booths to neighbor cities. That's right. right. Yeah, um, exactly. I, and I, I, I get what you mean about social media. I think it's a way for people who are bitter and angry and have no life um, to troll people right. and, and be big man or big woman on the block with their big balls and come in and say things that they'd never say to you. No. Like, there's a person, right. and I'm not going to say too much because they're on here a lot, but they'll come by, they'll come on here and taunt and throw little things like that. And then I saw when somebody, this person, when I was back in town, not a, hi, how you really? doing? And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Wow. You know, it's like I don't see you writing the the snarly little comments that you're doing. And then, you know, and, and we, we gotta be able to face up to people. And and I yeah. think there's a real lack of that socialization of people. There so, is. Tim, this I know you're gonna take off on this too, because I want you to. There's the, the other thing that they said on this podcast that I wanted to talk to you about is, is like young people. I'm seriously concerned about people of youth. In fact, this month, I'm gonna yeah. have a number of different people from different places that I'm in contact with that have come to me and said, you know, I'm really concerned about our country. And and these are millennials and younger. I don't know what the next one down is, but it's right. it's it's, it's all these groups, but they were saying on this, young people are starving for relationships that are meaningful and talk that's deeper to talk about deeper things rather than social clubs, drinks and bullshit. They don't yeah. want the surface stuff. Now, that's not all young people, but I think there's this, this bunch of young people out there who are going, I just, cause I get them on my pace. I, I we attract, I, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying we attract a lot of young viewers Absolutely. Are going and they'll say, I don't even agree with you but you're saying something that that's sparks to them. Do you find that with your age group people? Cause you're in your thirties. And I, I do. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and you know, I would consider myself to be more introverted. So I probably skew larger towards feeling that way um, because meaningful conversation is, is so important. And, uh, wow. and there is so little of it Why? because we're, we're humans. We're, we're meant to, to, to communicate and, and really work together you know, in, in small, legitimate communities. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what Abby's saying, right? Nobody wants to talk about anything that's that's real. And, uh, you know, and okay, so again, I think the media helps to contribute that because they've, there's this huge discord that everybody's divided by their views, their thoughts, what they say, whatever, which we talked about. But, Do you uh, think we're afraid? Are we, af I, I think that, you know, are we afraid to, to talk about things because we don't want to make people not like us or mad? Or, I, I mean, I think that's a I think that's a really good point. Um, I it's not something that I had thought of. But but yeah, because because of the divide that exists already right now, um, do you want to get yourself typecast even more? Most people don't, you know, and 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 I think that's the reason why younger people um gravitate are, are gravitating to the show 
is because you give people a voice. Right. I don't have to be right. I'm not that I'm like, I feel like Joe sometimes, except he's got a bigger audience, but I'm, I'm not the smartest guy on the planet. But you know what? I do know how to communicate and I do know what um, I'm not. Afraid. I'm not afraid. And, and who's I, to say what's right anyways, you know? Right. I don't know. I mean, I think we're all going to get to the end of this thing and, you know, whatever you believe. But, you know, you're standing yeah. there goes, well, Rick, you know, you have 30%. You go in that line. You did pretty well, though, because look, look at the look at the 20%. That's 90% of the world, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't think this is about getting it right, but... No. Maybe that's the problem, is we have to, we think we... Whose life... I mean, I do videos on, on documentaries on people who are very wealthy in the communities, and right. everybody has their shit. Yeah. And, no and, doubt. and so why, maybe we make people feel like, um, they have to be perfect or you can't, I, what concerns me, Tim is about with young people is I think we're scaring them out away. We're making them feel like you, like the world is hopeless and that, that you can't make anything of yourself. And I was listening to, to Rogan this morning and he was saying, yeah. You know, the difference between so many people is they just kind of exist. And then he goes, but the people like he was using, you know, Michael Jordan as an example and saying, right. you know, Michael Jordan's the best athlete probably in the world. Yeah. He's all kind of an asshole. Yeah. And, and he doesn't like to lose even right. at ping pong or anything. And he yeah. says, are you willing to have someone else's life? Or they were using Tiger Woods as an example. Yeah. Uh, abused as a kid. Terrible growing up years and now look at his life it's a mess he's on mental on drugs i mean he's right so do you here's the whole package do you really want to be the one of the best golfers in the world so here's the cost of that yeah and, exactly that was exactly what i was going to say is is the totality of someone like michael jordan is that in order for him to be you know arguably the greatest basketball player of all time there has to be some sort of a trade-off. He can't be good at everything, you know? And so he's obviously going to have his own flaws, as all of us do, you know? And so his his greatest asset and his talent entertained millions of people, millions of people worldwide for, for 20 years. Yet, if he were to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you or you'd be hanging out with him at his house and beat him at pool or something like that, you wouldn't think the greatest thing of him, right. but everyone adored him and he brought so much joy to so many people's lives. That's the totality of Michael Jordan. Well, jo Joey said he's blaming media, social media again, says people believe they are hopeless because of social media. And I think part of that is too, the, the bullshit factor on social media. People, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I know people, friends, and they only post, you know, oh, little Johnny's makes me so proud. Right. It's like reading a Hallmark card. Yeah. It's the very reason I hated Father's Day because my dad and I didn't see eye to eye on stuff. And right. my worst nightmare was going and picking a card that didn't say you're everything to me, but could say, hey, you know, I, I realize you tried your hardest, but there were no cards. It was all this bullshit, you know, that was yeah, again like, and accepting someone in their totality. Right. And who they really are. And social media lets you lie. It lets you put on only the good oh, yeah. things. Like, you know, not expect people to put, you know, my, I'm not going to put video of Kathy and me having a fight. I mean, no, that's, of course not. that's a little personal, but I mean, you, I also am willing to get on there and go, you know what? Life is not going that well right now.
and, right. and yep. this is hard. You are awesome at that. And I, I'm not afraid to look. Um, I don't know. I did. I think maybe people need to be foolish. Maybe we need to be not stupid and ignorant like our politicians, but maybe we need to be more foolish, you know? Yeah. I mean, and vulnerable. Vulnerable. What is that? So what does that mean to you? What does vulnerable mean to you? I, I think that it's, it's like the willingness or ability to, to, um, you know, portray yourself in the, the most transparent way that you possibly can in order to facilitate stronger connections and relationships with those people that you're sharing that with. Not everybody deserves to hear everything about you. You know, there right. are select people that, that, that deserve more vulnerability than others, but, but you, have, you to have to be willing to do it. And you have to be trustworthy. You yeah. There has to be a trust like Tim and Tim and I, you know, we love each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, we met at uh, fifth street market. Um, yeah, I, saw, I saw his deodorant online <laughs> and I said, natural deodorant made in Eugene. How come I don't know who this guy is? And we met and then our relationship deepened. And then some other things someday we'll tell you about happened and came yeah. up, made it more yep. difficult. And we kept pushing. And now Tim actually works with me and Kathy on our show and Kim and yep. Bill and, and we all work together and do stuff. But um, but we have these kind of conversations. And I think yeah. that is I, I think it's because um, I wonder if people are afraid to fall in like with people or or that if, if I let you know too much, then you may not like me um, because I have right. and boils and zits and you know things that don't work right and maybe that's part of the fear yeah but it also uh you know in my experience uh it is also i think one of the deepest connecting modalities that there is if you can if you can share you know the 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 if you can turn the light on and and that's in that closet with the skeletons and allow certain people to 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 see them and you know that they're okay with them there's no better relationship than than those relationships, you know, and 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 you and I have that, and you're one right. of my dearest, you know, most cherished friendships that I that I that I have, you know, in, in life. Because you know that if if and and we've had this experience when right. someone comes in to try to take you out, yeah, um, it's like fuck you, <laughs> yeah. you are not jumping on. But see, maybe people are afraid. To be, um, and here's a weird term for for friendships, but intimate. And I don't mean yeah. in the way that people think, but it have an in, if you if you have an intimate relationship with people, then they can hurt you. Right. So if you right. put walls around, and 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 like you said, I mean, I have people like you. There's a few right. where in that little that place where there's no hole, holes bar, yeah. and then I have a bigger net that yeah. kind of comes out here, and that's just smart human beings. But Absolutely. I think people don't have after listening to that quote in that show this morning, I think there's too many young people that have no one. Right. That's it's true. No one. And yep. they're, and because you look at how many people are following Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, Chris Williamson. I mean, these people who are speaking into people's lives, especially young men, I think. Yep, it is. Um, speaking yep. into their lives saying, you are better than this. You can do, you should have dreams and hopes and aspire to be, yeah. everything you want to be. And yet we have a government who's paying people not to work. They right. shut down for two years. I think people thought like, you know, with, with me and the 
the lockdowns. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, to me, it was, um, it was social thing. It was like, you, right. you, you cannot read any, I was a huge student in college of social, uh, socialization. You know? Yeah. Sociology. Yeah. Sociology. I loved it. I just yep. craved it. And you look at any literature and you do that to people and look at the ramifications. We're still suffering with it right now. And there's people who will never get over this. And I'm worried about young children. I am too. That yeah. you think this is normal to, you know, that I see them and, you know, they'll, they'll kind of look at you like that. It's like, that, that you cannot do that to people. And that's what I was frustrated with, that all people said is, you're anti-vax, you're an anti-mask. Right. It's like doing the name calling. So here's the exactly. name calling, rather than going, what's the big picture of what Rick's really saying? Because honestly, I bet 80% of them would agree with me, but oh, yeah. they were so scared and fearful because of how the media, everybody played it up and what we were all thinking at that time that all of a sudden it became you're killing people because you think people shouldn't be locked down. I mean, what the right. yeah. I mean, and, and how, right. I, I mean, gosh, the, the ultimately what it, what it really came down to with you during COVID and a lot of the content that was coming out was it was, it was really just asking people to, to think critically right. and perhaps challenge what they were being told not that you were saying that it's wrong right but but just let's think about this in a little bit broader context and get deeper here and that's, try and figure out you know what the impact of this is going to be that's what was interesting to me is that um in, in the beginning i was being real careful and just no, saying right. we had questioned things because i was a reporter and yet i'm watching all these reporter former reporter friends of mine on facebook just like getting in line yeah. and taking the taking the pill and right. walking pie. The blue and, pill. Yeah, the blue, not the red. Not the red. And going and not the good blue pill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's reasons for that, folks. <laughs> so so what is your um I want to give you a couple seconds to talk about your stuff too. But so my last question would be what is, what is your um like what where do you get your hope? What do you how do you how come with, and, and we'll just all ask it this way and you can just leave it the way you want. With all that you've been through and seen, what's the gift? I think that ultimately it really comes down to um, the, the perspective that I think hardship brings on people. You know, it doesn't matter what you're going through in life and it doesn't matter. I also don't feel like, um, you know, whatever my life experience is, are compared to what your life experiences are compared to what any person that's watching this right now, their life experiences are, they may be going through something that might seem like it's the most difficult thing in the world. And it may pale in comparison to uh, having cancer, right? It may pale in comparison to that. But in that person's mind, that's the worst thing that they could ever go through because that's the worst thing that they know. And no matter what that is, that experience is real, but there's something that you're going to you're going to learn about yourself that you're going to be able to pull out of that and some appreciation that you're going to have that you didn't have from that in the past. And and that's what gets people to move forward. So so because of things that happened in your past, you think that when, when the lockdown came, it was easier for you to do because you understood. Well, I feel like that, you know. But again, somebody else might have had a completely different opinion. Sure, but what, sure. But, 
But when we're separated, this is what bothers me. Is then when we're separated, though, then you and I can't share. No. So then right. I'm not going. I'm not getting strength from you because I think the way we're created is to to live in community and need each other. We and have so to. We've got people who don't want each other. They're too afraid to even step into a relationship with people. Right. And, and um, I would just say to people, gosh, just if you know, I mean, and I understand this moving to a new town, I'm learning, you know, when I was in Eugene and Springfield and Lane County in Oregon, I went everywhere and everybody knew who I was. So yep. it was easy for me to go up and go, Hey, what's your name? You know, when people they oh, the dancers asking me my name Right now in Montana, I go up and people are like, are you hitting on me? <laughs> what, are you, what are you asking me for? What are you saying? You know, cause it's not the same. And so it's been really good for me because I'm learning to depend on a different Rick dancer than the Rick dancer that was on TV because he no longer, he doesn't exist here in Montana. So here in Montana. Yeah. And I can imagine for you, I mean, if you're out in the community, say in Eugene, for example, and, and somebody already knows who you are, then in some way, you know, like you're the news anchor guy and like it's, there's a story attached to it, you know, and, right. they, and they, so you're going to get kind of, I'm not saying you get a canned response, but you're going to get a certain type of response. Whereas if you're in Townsend and, and no one knows who you are or, or what you do or anything like that, it's probably a little bit more of a, of a genuine response. That's, that's real. And then, you know, I, I mean, obviously I know you quite well, so there's like, you're going to pick connection with with that with that individual and you know i think in anyone there's that whole community thing is almost in some ways like this share like commiseration and so i can share my my bad experiences or what i'm going through or how i've had a bad day you can share your bad experiences and how you had a bad day and i might be able to say well geez you know in looking at what rick is going through today I didn't have a bad day, you know, like I, I shouldn't feel like that. Or what did you take from that experience? Wow. You know, maybe I should apply that to my life. Right. I, I was telling you, you know, I could tell the story here because it's too complex, but I, a woman at the gym here who's from Oregon has been through some really hard stuff in Oregon. And now it's going through some hard stuff here. And it felt so great for Kathy and me to be standing there and able to support her. And she goes, yeah. I don't know anybody here. And I go, you know us. There's right. our phone number. You call us when you need us and you're going, yep. okay, there's a brick. I'm building yep. community. Yep. And the other exactly. funny thing is when Dr. Bratlin, Michael was with Kathy and me at the beach, when we went fishing over when I was back home or back in Oregon. Um, and he, he said when I was gone, I wasn't around. And he, he said to Kathy, does Rick have any idea that people don't treat people this nice, that they as nice <laughs> as they do to him because they all yeah. know who he is. Right. And she goes, no. And that's been a really hard thing for him in Montana is because um, I don't have the open invitation where people yeah. just gravitate to you because they grew up with you in their house. Yeah. And so the good thing in that is they, that I ended up in a really super kind community. Yes. And they will you know, be patient with me and, and I'll, but, but I'm having to learn how to socialize as a regular person and not yeah. the guy yeah. who be on tv and i think i needed that at 63 i think I, I the other is super fun i'm not gonna lie right but, but i think um it's just uh you know it kind of makes me um a, a more well-rounded rick dancer 
I yeah, mean, and you're a person that has always in the in all the time that I have known you, you always like a challenge and the opportunity to kind of stretch that comfort zone. And this, I think, is another opportunity for you to do that and but to in, assimilate into a community. You know, right? And it's in a quieter, non right, non comfortable. Yeah. Um, and and I really feel like I'm Helen Keller. I'm going blind, you know. I'm just. I, you know, I have met with county commissioner. I've met with, you know, I'm calling. I'm. I'm. There's. They have a little paper, and so I'm going to go meet with them and start writing yeah. an article for them in the paper because yeah. it's not so that I'm in. I, I don't want to. It's not like I'm coming in here to just. I got to be a part of this thing. But if I'm living here, I have to be part of the community. I don't want to yeah. be like. I don't want to be somebody who's just out there not doing something, you know, I mean, I want to be productive. I want to help yeah. in, in a way that they want to be helped. I don't, I don't think they need help. I just right. want to say, what can I bring to the table? And if it's nothing, that's fine. But I want to know what you believe and what you think, you know? Yeah. And you'll find, you know, you'll find your little niche as far as what you can contribute to that community. You know, <laughs> Rick's answer with tattoos is the much cooler <laughs> TV Rick's answer. <laughs> yeah. And my cool hair. <laughs> yes. And somebody here said, uh, Christine, Betsy Johnson is more than 10 points behind Kotech and Drazen. Yeah, that's true. Um, at this point, I think she has 18%. Christine has 32 and um, and uh, Kotech has 31%. So what's your point? You know, I well, there's still a lot of time to go. And, and you know, uh, isn't there like 20% of the vote is still undecided okay. at this point? Well, and the thing is, here's the hit. Okay, this is a perfect example. So... You get to say what you want to say, and that's fine. Yeah. But people come on my page, and they're so nasty because I'm supporting Betsy Johnson. And here's – if you would bother to ask me the question, I'll tell you there's a, I have a method and a motive. I, I, I did this shit, okay? I ran for office. I understand this is a big fucking game. Right. And the way this works is if there's polling out there that if you had Betsy and Drazen – I mean, Drazen – and um, Kotek right now, only those two in the race, Kotek would kick Drazen's right. ass. Yeah, Did, yeah. Not even, that's what the polling shows. Yeah. You got Betsy in there and she comes to the top. So yeah. what one of the things that, I mean, I think Betsy wants to win. She's a fighter. Of course. I hope she does. But here's the thing. One of the things that Betsy said when she started this race to me was all I care is that Kotech does not become the governor of Oregon. Yeah, yeah. So, and 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 she could make that happen even if she loses. Yeah, right. Because if she loses and all those votes go to Drazen or she steals from Democrat votes from Kotech, that's what you need. If you headed those two up together right now, right, you're, you're Drazen, and I like Christine a lot. You wouldn't stand yeah. a chance in hell. So right. those of you bitching about Betsy. She may be your saving grace either way if she becomes your governor or if she becomes your reason yeah. that Drazen got to the top. Now, I said yeah. I wasn't going to get into politics, but you asked the question and I'm going to throw it right back in your face because there's a great example of we ask me, hey, they're yeah. members of this. why do you still support Betsy? And I could tell you and give you an answer, but that's not what people do. They jab and they go, and I'm not trying to pick on you, whoever that was. No, and, and I think with Betsy, the thing that, that re regardless of whether you support her or not, one thing that I feel like you can't argue with is, and, and, and this is true of all of the candidates, right? 
um, that she deeply, genuinely cares about the good of Oregon. Right. You know, it's not a party thing because she's not attached to one. Right. She doesn't have any affiliation. But how we started this conversation, too, nobody will let her get out of her party. It's like she if people understand how this works, it's kind of (laughs) like I want to say a a certain church. But once you excommunicate from a certain church that I won't mention, um, if you wanted to go back, go to hell and you right. think you are so she can't all of a sudden want to become a democrat again she's she's blown that one and and um so it's not like she's going in there and faking it and no, yes, more or I, less i feel like she's essentially martyred her political career for what she feels is the good of oregon exactly and and i think that's exactly what i think she's doing and you know i i i don't know this i know her well but i don't know her like this right but, you know, when this is all over, I'm sure like me, she'd be disappointed that if she didn't win. But yeah. I bet she'd be if if Drazen wins, I bet she'd be like, we did it. Yeah, because the end goal really is to not have Kotek in that seat, um, because that's going to be the worst thing for Oregon ever. Sure. And she knows it and Drazen knows it. So for all you people out there who are still, you know, maybe you ought to do your homework. And right. maybe you ought to do a little research and do what we've been talking about here is call her staff and ask them the questions that you're asking, you know, or saying to me, because that's Absolutely. how. Um, so who is Drazen? <laughs> well, CC, <laughs> that's the Republican running for governor in Oregon. And um, yeah, the other thing is it's uh, it's a long October is a long way. And Betsy's got a ton of money. So, right. But either way, the good news is, from what I know, if you get Christine or you get Betsy, you're going to be in great shape. And I will probably cry just knowing that my <laughs> former home state is going to be okay. If Drayson wins, I am going to throw myself on the ground and cry for you because you are in that bad a trouble. I mean, how yeah. not? I'm sorry. Oh, anyway, um, Tim, gosh, real quick. So you guys should, Tim, Tim makes this deodorant yep. um, and other things, hair products. But I wanted to, I want you to show people right now. He's selling this stuff like you wouldn't believe because show them this, this, this deodorant, the, the hunter's deodorant. Yeah. So I, um, you know, when I started the, the business, I'm, I'm, I'm a, hunt, a bow hunter myself. And, uh, you know, there wasn't enough natural products on the market, particularly I felt like that that catered towards men. But there was also I felt like a hole in the market in the hunting side of things as far as, you know, being able to uh, mask scent. Right. And and so I created deodorants um, that are scented with essential oils straight from trees. Um, And so I have here's juniper, uh, pine. um, And so they actually sell really well, just as they're no different than the other the normal deodorants that I make. Um, They still have all the probiotics, the detoxifying bentonite clay in them. They're just scented with with trees. Um, and so if you want to kind of blend into your, into your surroundings, there you go. So see you guys, what that means was that elk are very, they, they smell you coming. So if you have deodorant or something on your body odor and they're smelling that they're going, that doesn't smell like a cow. No, Um, that's something, Uh, that's something scary. So if you're, if you're using, so then you won't stink because you're going to be packing that sucker out of there. So you're going to be smelling up. And so you're not going to smell from BO. But you're also going to have this pine or juniper on there 
that tr helps trick the elk. And you were telling me yesterday, you're selling that shit like crazy, aren't you? It has. I, I actually have been hardly able to keep up in the last few weeks because it's just been, it's just been going like crazy. And so, um, uh, actually for everybody that is watching or whoever will watch this, um, I have a 15% off discount code that is GT Rick Dancer, and that will get you 15% off your order. Um, regardless of what you order, deodorant, tree scent deodorant, hair clay, lip balm, whatever, it's 15% off your entire order. Okay, Matt, would you put that on there? Did you see my secretary, Matt Kendall? Yes, I did. Thanks, Matt. So GT yeah, Matt, Rick Dancer. GT Rick Dancer, and you'll save 15%. Yep. Um, and needed those in Idaho last weekend. Um, <laughs> Is that Courtney? Yeah, you guys needed that. Yeah, now you know. Uh, yeah. And it's made right there in Eugene, Oregon. So yeah. one of the things that before we go, I'd like to know from people, did you like this kind of interaction? It's just kind of yeah. what you're looking for. Um, we're trying to really, uh, I guess, spice up what we do and kind of um, get into some new things. And we're and because this relationship, this thing is so important, I've seen more numbers on here um you can't can you guys see those when they're on there tim can uh, you see uh i think it just comes to me it shows me how many people are watching on here yeah and, when you watch live it it tells you how many people are watching live yeah well and it never gets it right because what people no. don't understand is this is one page right and now if this is on like eight or ten different pages all at the same time yeah but if this is something we'd love to we're going to be doing a survey um next week and yeah. ask you what kind of content you're looking for, what kind of stories. But I'd like to know if this, um, because I've never, I haven't seen the numbers bouncing around like that as much um, in the past. And I think um, Angela says this is a great show. Yeah. And, Thanks, Angela. Yeah. So let us know um, what yeah, you think. Yeah, it's just all about bringing value. We want to we wanna bring the best entertainment cool. to everybody that's watching. Yeah, we don't do, I mean, yes, I do this because I love to keep connecting with you guys. Um, and, and I think we all have something to share, but I've never, my whole reason for being in news was to give you a voice, yeah. um, you know, and I got my voice, um, and, and I see more and more of you, um, rising to the occasion, which excites the hell out of me. Um, yes. I see people standing up, you know, especially when it's in kindness, you know, and, um, they're usually not the people with the kindest bumper stickers and stuff like that. Because <laughs> no, no. people that really act kindly don't have to have something in their yard to remind them. They don't. They just do Absolutely it. Absolutely love this show. Content like this is needed. All right, Courtney, that's what we cool. want to know. So you guys share this on your page and let other people know yeah. um, what was going on. And also, please pay attention to our sponsors. Uh, we cannot do this with Matt, without Matt McCarl and Cece, who's on here um, at yeah. the Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. So go try it out. Go go give them some love and keep them coming to us. Or if you know somebody who's having medical issues, different things going on, autism, all kinds of – we have a kid that they're going to bring on, not the kid, but the dad. Yeah. And this child is learning sentences now, and they think part of it is this treatment that he's getting. So, I mean, there's not medical proof of that, but things are getting better. They bought one, put it in their house. And now they're using it. And the boy, he told me that today, but the kid is, he just put, Matt just put it in. And the kid is so excited to go in there. He's doing it like several times a day wow. and, and really liking it. So anyway, um, so that's what we want to know. Um, and I'm kind of going down here looking at one more. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Um, lots more content. People talk negative nonsense. Thank you, Rick. It's nice getting away from. Yeah. And, and, um, and, um, 
you know, and also the other thing you can do for me is let me know what good stories are out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, things are going on. So, yeah. Tim, thank you for being yeah, my Thank friend. you, Rick. I, I, this was a good conversation. And yeah. uh, everybody that stuck around, uh, thank you as well. All right. We will. Um, so tomorrow night, we got the Wacko Night. Um, that's yeah. when we got Bill London. He's crazy. Um, and I already saw his news. And it's like, you're going to love this. Uh, he's always <laughs> back. And then I think Rob from uh, Basin Tackling Charleston is going to be joining us. Kim Stark and Miss um, Tabitha Compton. Yes. Compton Family Wines. They're going to be serving wine over at the Eugene Country Club. <laughs> So Kim, they're going to join us from over there. And um, I do have my Compton wine. I, um, in fact, you know what I could do? Let me show you something. Yeah, let's see. Let's do, where is that video for tomorrow? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so hold on. I'll show you guys something. Okay, 6731. While Rick is uh, looking this up. Um, Rick alluded to the fact that we're going to be sending out a survey. Um, and so if you're not signed up for his email list, if you would do us a favor and go and sign up for that email list, then when we send this out uh, early next week, then you'll be able to get it. And then you can provide your opinion in through that survey. So we would really appreciate signing up for that for that email list. And when they just go to rickdancer.com, right? Yeah, yeah, rickdancer.com. Yep. Okay, here's Tabitha. Hey lady, hey lady, can you haul that stuff to my truck, please, for me? Sold out of wine. We're dancing about all the wine. Full service. Compton's now has no more wine left. I'm kidding. Okay, so the back's full. And I noticed it was bulging. I'm like, this must be theirs. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of room in here. Yeah, we got it in. Um, we got everything in. And one of the cool things that we're going to do is when we have guests at our Airbnb and we have some coming this weekend, uh, we're going to give them a bottle of one of their really nice wines. I mean, it's not the over the top expensive, but we're giving them a very nice wine because they gave me a good deal. And they'll be getting that wine in one of their Compton cars so they can find out more because you can order uh, their, their wine online and save $15 on your first two bottles or more. If you mentioned that you saw it on Rick Dancer. So, yes, if you haven't, if you guys haven't made it up to Philomath to, to visit the tasting room at Compton Winery, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Matt and Tabitha are like the greatest people in the world. They're they're so and, great. And, and their wine is amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned, Rick, that that it's that it's not expensive. But the reason is, is it's like super high quality wine they just right. don't want to overcharge for it That's well and it. There, there there are some expensive they're old vintage but yeah she, but she not, tells you the difference when you're doing yeah, it for sure and there's staff there in the tasting room I have oh yeah amorous did you they're great. just they're awesome and you can ask them any question and they know everything that they're talking about so um yeah. here's matt doing his job again yeah um, you know and i'll give a little love to matt too because matt if you guys are looking for a realtor in town yeah um, Matt, I know it's a weird time, but he can explain to you how this works and what's going on. But Matt is a great guy, known him for a hundred years, and I'm only thirty. Um, and uh, but he is a good guy, and he's always on our show. Um, and he's also us. very active on social media, and it's pretty entertaining. That's my kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tim. I will talk All to right. you later on. 
Um, if not before, I'll see you on Tuesday. All right. See you, Rick. So yeah, Tim and I have a weekly meeting on uh, on Zoom every Tuesday to keep on the same page. That's what you do when you have friends that you love. That's how you treat them. And if you guys are out there and you're somebody who doesn't have anybody in your life, man, I encourage you to find people because it makes me, it breaks my heart to think of people out there doing this thing alone. So um, you can always come here and we'll be your friends, but you need somebody in person who can hang with you. All right, share this on your page. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. We'll have a lot of fun. And you, you, can, you can't wait to see what I got planned next week. Some of it's so scandalous. I can't even put it on Facebook. I have to only put it on my website. All I'll say is Dick Morris. I know just saying that could get me knocked off here, but that's what's coming up next week. I'll see you later. Good night.